welcome to the Real Life Podcast with Kurt and Katie Adkins. Today we are going to discuss how to write our dreams on our heart. Good morning. Here we are as our second week on our Lanai and Kona, Hawaii. We're on the west coast of the Big Island, and today we're having a beautiful tropical rainstorm. So our plans have changed a little bit, so we decided we'd take the time to just dive into a little more of where we left off from last week. Last week we talked about what we believe becomes our reality, and so this week we're going to go a little bit more in-depth on really writing writing our dreams on our heart and really what that looks like kind of as our template and so uh, Kurt do you want to get started with kind of sharing a little bit about how your dreams become your reality you know it's there's a lot of spiritual principles around this and you know from uh, out of your mouth your heart speaks and belief comes through hearing and what do you hear and and that and then Habakkuk 2 2 I believe says you know write your goals down on tablets and those that read them run with them so basically those that the the tablet being in your heart plant those those dreams on your heart write them on your heart speak them out loud and then you begin to experience what those are and for Katie and I from you know we we hate to toot our own horn but we we understand what it's like to come from failure to success and in many aspects of our life from you know fitness to health to finances to relationship we struggled in all those areas for a long time and when we change the belief about who we are you know how we've been created and how much we're loved we began to see that anything was possible and in that when we started to see anything was possible all of those things began to to get better and better i love the imagery of using our heart kind of as a blank canvas maybe it's because i am an artist at heart and i love painting and i love uh getting lost in artwork and just allowing what's in your imagination to come out and I never once thought that this would pertain to how we live our life. Uh, but over the last, I don't know, six years has been working well. For the last two years, it's blown my mind. And really for the last nine years, we got exposed to it. And we really got exposed to it when we were in a network marketing business. And honestly, it wasn't until the last few years that we have came to understand some of the principles that we learned back then. But really, um, thinking about putting together a dream board and what does that look like. I remember when we were challenged with a task and we got this board and we started cutting out things, you know, pictures of houses or cars or places we'd want to visit. Um, I remember, honestly, at the time I was extremely overweight and I cut out, I cut out the picture of somebody who was very fit, doing some exercise, comfortable and confident in herself. And I remember thinking in the back of my mind, what am I doing this for? This is never going to matter. It's never going to come to fruition. Uh, I just don't think this way. 
and I never in a million years understood that I could actually change all of the way that I had been thinking and all the things that I had been taught over my life by simply rewriting the story, if that sort of makes sense. And so instead of operating from my head, which we're taught from a very young age to have a cognitive response to everything, I started going, what would my life look like if I started to operate from the heart and let everything else catch up? And the you know the reason that we're sharing all this is it's such an amazing way to live and honestly we are seeing it come into fruition in every area of our life abundantly more than we could have ever imagined and also on last week's episode we talked about the ecosystem and really what does it mean to guard our heart and so this applies the more that we write it on our heart and the more that we spend time visualizing it and seeing it the more that we have the ability to naturally guard our heart from the things that are going to come in and try to snuff out what we're working for or the negative influence of the world is coming in and trying to detour us from where we're going because you know I remember when I heard once it's never the height of your logic it's always the depth of your conviction and really understanding it is today I am so convicted in my belief of where I'm going and where I'm wanting to go that knowledge is nothing compared to the depth of my conviction and so Kurt do you want to talk a little bit about really the creative side on, you know, where you have gone from first, last week you talked about a Honda Fit, for instance, to now being able to see more things as tangible realities rather than distant ideas? Well, there's a foundational belief that we that we carry is that we were created in God's image and His likeliness and to be like them. And it's really a foundational part because if he created us and he's a creator and we're created in his image then therefore we're creators so we have the ability to create our own life and our own destiny and experience the great things that we want to experience and you know Katie touched on another thing about guarding your heart again and that's the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy and the principle behind that is you know there's a lot of you know every you know every single walk of faith has a similar statement to that and you know what many times they think it's some supernatural being out there that's coming to steal kill and destroy you and blah 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 but really what it is it's it's the enemy's an idea or a belief that you can't be as successful as you want to be or achieve the things you want to achieve so anybody that so we guard our heart personally from anybody that would try to stomp on our dreams and stomp on our goals and stomp on our aspirations and that doesn't mean we we cut people out of our life you know family members or stuff that may not agree with it we just don't allow them to sow into our life you know and because we're designed to create our own life and so if we want to create our own life we have to also uh, surround ourselves with people and with ideas and and with principles and consistency to to achieve those things. And what you just said on the surrounding aspect, what popped into my mind was initially was Steve Jobs and really the in innovators that he surrounded himself with around coming up with where 20 years ago we would have thought he's out of his mind and now today at the convenience of everybody who wants to, we have a phone that is also our music player that also operates as a computer which also has access to any bit of information that we need connected to the TV just through the 
idea of chewing on what was possible. And I really, uh, I remember just seeing a clip where it was, he initially addressed, he was presenting the iPod and people were like, oh, that's never gonna happen. And now there's a generation of kids that are being born that don't know of anything but the iPod. They don't know of anything but uh, music being on your phone and being readily available. And also, uh, yesterday during my workout, I heard um, somebody talk about the idea of breaking the four minute mile and how that was impossible, how nobody had ever done it. But as soon as the first person broke the four minute mile, within two weeks, somebody else broke the four minute mile and then 1,500 people shortly after that broke the four-minute mile because now it has been showed and displayed and demonstrated that it's impossible, or that what seemed as impossible has now become a possible reality. And so really other people's successes we can take and we can go, oh, we can put those on our heart and we can remember stories um, that inspire us to continue to pushing on, continue to, even if it seems like it's completely unrealistic and nobody's ever gonna wanna achieve it, nobody's ever gonna believe that it can happen, if we have it set in our forefront and we're continuing to cultivate, take the weeds out of it, turn the soil, water it with the refreshing truth of who we are, uh, shine, let, you know, let the light of the love of the world shine on it, that we're naturally without any, any, external effort we're going to naturally see this amazing thing happen in our lives and in the lives of others it's beautiful yeah roger bannister was the first guy to break the four minute mile and he did it i just found out in 1954 but you know as an ex-runner when i was younger i i remember this story you know very very well that you know once he did it it became a common thing for the great runners to break it and so you know it what coaches and stuff taught around that is they taught the ability that if you believe it's possible you can do it and you know Roger Bannister uh, believed it was possible which is which is pretty cool you know and it's also just applies to everything in your life if you believe if you believe you can accomplish it because you were designed to accomplish it then you can? Then you can. We were walking back to our condo this morning and we came across a snail on a concrete, what do you call it, the concrete wall. And it was, we have no idea where it came from, whether it crossed the <laughs> road out of the ocean and was climbing up the wall and coming to the grass or whether it came out of the garden. But needless to say, it was about three and a half feet up on this wall, uh, slowly sliming his way across the barrier of where he started and we both stopped and we were kind of mesmerized by it because the example of that uh, first of all he ha didn't have anybody telling him he couldn't do it so he naturally just went out and went where he wanted to go that day yeah we had no idea if he came from the ocean or if he came from the ground or what you know if he went across the, the road he obviously got trek. lucky because <laughs> there's a lot of traffic <laughs> And it was just another example to us of, you know, by slowly and steadily continuing to renew our minds to how perfectly and wonderfully we're made, that we're born to win, we're destined for greatness, that above all things, it's not unacceptable for us to think that we should prosper and be in good health just to live that way, that that snail showed us such an example that 
the journey of a thousand miles begins with just one step, and it would be a lot of fun to travel with that guy and see where he came from and where he was going. Kurt, do you have anything else you want to talk about in regards to this, or do you want to move on to, you know, we we continue to talk about how when you bring one idea, there's always then all these little micro ideas that come behind it. And so as we were began to live this way in our life, what was the next thing that began to happen for you as you started to see things just naturally manifest and naturally come into fruition? Was there anything? Well, I would think um, health-wise probably before finances or anything else. You know, I, I tore my rotator cuff when I was like, I don't know, uh, 12 years old in baseball I injured it and it never really was quite the same again and and hurt for many years to even lay on that side of the bed you know lay on it and you know then through the process of realizing that I was creating his image and his likeliness that I I understood that I had divine health and I had the ability to heal myself and you know, I can remember one night waking up in the middle of the night and laying on the side of the, on that shoulder and realizing, boy, I didn't wake up in pain today. And then I moved it around and I, I've never felt any pain from it since. And that happened from changing the belief about who I thought I was. So then in changing that belief, was there a process that you went through? Was there something that you did every day a certain amount of time? I mean, this is a question that we get all the time is, well, how do you guys do it? You guys just make it look like, you guys make it look like it's easy, but there has to be something. And so what would you say that something is? Well, it really tied into the movement and the belief that I, and listened to a lot of people that taught, you know, how we're divinely created. And so I got surrounded, you know, I... I sewed it into my heart. We heard it all the time. We, you know, other areas of our life, we listen to a lot of successful people tell success stories and how they went from failure to success, and those became the principles and the ideas and beliefs that anything is possible. Do you have any example of something that really radically changed in your life along the way? Well, for me, I always used to wear a coat. Anybody who knew me in my life, I wore a coat, whether it was 85 degrees, whether it was 120 degrees and I was in Arizona, or whether it was 40 degrees and it actually made sense to wear a coat. And I had some significant things transpire in my life. My father passed away. I was going through trying to wrap my head around that. And we were exposed to really uh, the love code, which I don't want to say this is the solution because it's just another avenue to get to where you're at and for me I was practicing uh, just centering myself it wasn't like a daily ritual it wasn't a certain amount of time it was just if I if I came to it I would practice these uh, techniques that the author talked about in the book and I noticed shortly over a two-week period of time that uh, I left the house without a coat and then all of a sudden I was walking into situations where I used to, you know, I didn't realize that my coat was my security blanket until I had left it behind and people started to point out and say, oh my gosh, you're not wearing a coat. And so for me, that was a significant truth that came through 
as I was centering myself in love is that I was worthy to be recognized. I always wanted to hide back in the shadows. If I was in a room full of people, I'd try to be, you know, by the curtains where nobody would really know that I was there. I never wanted to be the center of attention because I never thought that I had anything to offer. And so... Right, and it's really hard for the hottest girl in the room to be the hiding, hiding in the corner. People noticed you, but... <laughs> Right. You might not have, you might have been trying to hide from it. <laughs> anyway, needless to say, I've left my coat, and there's been times when I wanted to grab my coat when there are things that are going on in my life, and I've been able to actually become aware of it now and go, okay, what do I need to, what, what's creeping up on me? What wrong belief about myself is coming into play that's making me want to run for comfort behind my coat? And that's just one of many examples you know we talk about the the health we talk about fitness i think about the three year is it three years now that we've been on this fitness journey and i i want to separate health and fitness because they're two separate things so many people think that they're the same but they're really not you can have you can be healthy and not be fit and you can also be fit and not be healthy and so i want to say when i was on our fitness journey uh, of slowly for the first six months of going to the gym I was so self-conscious of being seen in the gym that I only stayed in a certain section of the gym and then as I naturally gained confidence and was like you know I'm worthy to be fit I'm worthy to have the body that I want to have even though I never thought that I could achieve it I'm worthy to have the feeling of accomplishment when I do something really cool at the gym like lift a lot of weight I kind of walked through that and now you mean when you like press 1100 pounds that was a good day <laughs> 1100 was a good day even slightly over 1100 um or you know bench pressing or curling or whatever it is it's just that i realized that man it's awesome how when i started to see myself differently and my heart started to free up that i began to walk into situations which used to keep me outside from ever going in. A lot of times I remember I felt like the kid that was always window shopping but never had the money to go in the store and buy anything. And now as I've had this awakening, you know, I really love that, the awakening of my true identity. It's like I don't have to long for anything. I can just go and I can do. And so those are small examples. You know, we, we have so many beautiful examples in our life. But those are a couple small examples where the writing on my heart began to change the story that I had been told and that I had lived my entire life. And so the kind of the idea here is what would your life look like if you could do anything? What seeds are you willing to plant in your heart today knowing that they will, as long as the garden gets tended to, continue to be water and you think about, think on these things, things that are noble, things that are pure, things that are true think of all these things and eventually you're going to see a harvest and so that's why Kurt and I are so passionate about getting this getting this conversation out and being part of this conversation is because people's lives change and they change drastically dramatically and it's a beautiful experience to get to watch we've right we've, our fitness journey really is is one of the best examples of what happened when we we changed what we believed about ourselves. You know, we, you know, some people say, oh, you, you're really committed. You got to work really hard, all that kind of stuff. You got to do these fancy diets, do all these things. We just started going to the gym because we, we began to feel good about who we were and we were, and we wanted to 
be in better shape. I can remember right before we went, started going to the gym, we had went to Florida for a significant amount of time, almost a full month, and you know, I was tired every day from walking around and doing different things and realizing I need to be in better shape because, you know, at that point I had divine health. Katie talked about that. I wasn't, I don't get sick. I don't, you know, my body absorbs the nutrients that I need and flushes out the rest. And along that way, I got rid of celiac disease, you know, without taking any, you know, any medications or doing any crazy thing. I just changed about who I believed I was. But the fitness thing also happened because I began to see, you know, I am designed for greatness. I I am designed to enjoy life. And, you know, being physically fit, you can enjoy a lot more things. And, you know, gradual in the gym wasn't, you know, I hear a lot about success principles, how consistency is so important to being successful. But I also believe that when you know you're successful, the consistency just happens. You know, these are the things I do and I'll be successful. We went to the gym and we said, well, if we do these things, we'll, we'll lose the weight. And we didn't, we didn't go on any funky diets. Didn't, we didn't keto it or paleo it or any of that stuff. We, you know, just burned more calories than we were taking in and started to see the fat fall off. Right? Absolutely. It's been an incredible... And then Katie got ripped. <laughs> and Kurt got ripped, too, after a while of working on it. <laughs> which is which is fun, because hard work doesn't necessarily produce anything. Hard work makes you tired. Uh, living in joy and living in fun and having a good time and enjoying the things you do. You don't get tired, but you accomplish the goals that you want to accomplish. Right. So just in regards to to that going back to the snail that we saw earlier and the slow and steady is the key that it's your little things we read an amazing book one time I don't I mean I don't have anything in common with the author but I do know that what I read during that time in the slight edge uh, impacted me and hit me and it talked about day to day your little things that you consistently do over time pays off a hundred fold two hundred fold whatever whatever you desire right you're either going uphill or you're going downhill in your life right and so really the the only thing that that we did make sure that we do and we continue to make sure that we do is just remind ourselves that living in love and living in joy and living in the present moment not getting too far out or too far behind that pays dividends consistently over time there's the 10,000 hour rule the thousand hour rule the 500 hour rule that we've learned about and that many successful people talk about and write your goals down and talk about them but the more that you do anything over time it becomes it it turns from becoming what seems like hard work into just a natural day-to-day habit that then becomes a lifestyle that then becomes your life because your belief gradually changes to you know, with the dreams and the goals, it gradually, right, Katie? It changes to your, it changes to your reality. It, it isn't just like a superstitious superstition that, hey, if I do these things, I'm going to accomplish this. I believe I can do these things, and therefore I, therefore accomplish. I accomplish them. And so, really, that was just another uh, touch, dive, dig, 
whatever you want to call it, deeper into the writing on your heart. For us, it's our favorite thing to do. Maybe it's because we have the support of each other and we can continually, you know, on a on most days I can I know Kurt and I have an intimate enough relationship where I know what he is working on writing on his heart and he knows what's going on in my heart and we can continually talk about it and renew each other's minds to it and experience the outpouring of it as it manifests and so that's our hopes our hopes for all of you guys listening is that if you have if you have somebody to cultivate those seeds with go for it if you don't uh, you can surround yourself with people that can surround yourself with people that can and you can always email at us at for freedom five at yahoo.com that's f-o-r f-r-e-e-d-o-m five at yahoo.com because what you believe becomes your reality what you dream about you visualize about you speak about becomes your life you know live the life you want to live because you were designed to to create the life you want to live don't create misery don't create sadness don't create sickness create health wealth prosperity and and good fun and joy and maybe next week we'll dive deeper into the thousand ten thousand five thousand hour rule or we'll oh, talk those about would be great because those those are applicable on in everything we do in our life the more we do something the better we become at it right and that's based on the consistency not that it's hard work but the more we do it the better we are and we also might talk about the best donuts that we have ever had they might even be holy have a blessed day godspeed thanks for listening to the real life podcast with kurt and katie atkins tune in next week as we talk about the thousand hour rule and also find more information on changing your belief about who you are who you think god is in our book what if 15 topics worth discussing for lifelong happiness on amazon you can find it by typing in what if and kurt and katie adkins god bless Thank you.